you're listening to Church of Hope's podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope today's teaching encourages and inspires you. Check out hopeinocala.com for more resources on this journey called life. Here's today's teaching. Well, good morning. It's uh, great to see everybody on the campus and those joining us online, wherever you might be. Really glad uh, that you are with us uh, today. Um, hey, this Thursday, we're all going to gather around a table and uh, we're going to eat one of these, right? One of these, these turkeys. I, I hope my turkey turns out uh, looking this good. But I want to plant a seed in your mind that perhaps will become a little bit of a humorous moment on this coming Thursday. I want us to kind of look at that turkey, and if there's one thing we can say about that turkey, is it didn't rise above its circumstances. Huh. <laughs> that, that, that turkey that's on your Thanksgiving table did not rise above its circumstances. Now hear this. Turkeys actually do have the ability to fly. Anybody who's ever gone hunting uh, know this, particularly in the wild, um, God has constructed them to, to fly, to escape the, the threat that's around them. But the domesticated turkeys, the turkeys that you and I buy at the Publix or the Walmart or wherever you get your turkey, uh, they, have, they have been raised by farmers not to fly. And as a result of not being able to rise above their circumstances, some of them are going to get deep fried on Thanksgiving Day, and you and your family are going to, going to eat it. See, I, I, I think a lot of us as Christians, we face circumstances, we face situations that we're not really sure how to rise above them. And what I don't want to have happen to any of us is to end up on somebody's table and getting consumed because God has created you. God has designed you. You have purpose and you have value. And in your Bible, in First Chronicles chapter 4, there is a unique story that I think will set us up to rise above our circumstances. Everybody in this gathering has some kind of circumstance that has you, that has you weighted, weighted down. The question is always, how do you rise above it? How do you get above that thing that's right in front of you? Maybe it was a father who, as you were growing up, said that, that you were invaluable, that you didn't have any value, you were stupid. Maybe it was a mother who gave you up for adoption, and you're like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why my mom didn't want to raise me. I don't know why she didn't, didn't, didn't care for me, right? Uh, maybe it was a boss who said, you know what? We don't need you in our company anymore, any longer, and, and, and you, you, you can leave. Maybe it was a coach, and, and that coach says to you that, you know, there's other, other players that are so much better and, and, and you just need to sit on the bench. And along the way, somewhere, you got this label. Maybe it was a choice that you made, and you got caught up in, in an addiction. And so you think that your name is just, you're just an, just an addict. Maybe it was something that caused you to go through a divorce. And so now you just think, well, I guess my name is, is, is divorce. Uh, maybe uh, somebody sued you. And they said that your company didn't show up or didn't provide what they thought you should have showed up and provided. I just know this. All of us have some kind of circumstance that's in front of us right now. And the question is, how do you rise above it? 
In your Bible, something interesting in, in First Chronicles, it's that portion of the Bible where it's, it's name after name. We call them genealogies, but it's just like chapter one, it's just a long list of names. Chapter two, it's just a long list of names. Chapter three, it's a long list of names. Chapter four, it's a long list. Of, it, it's just kind of like if you're reading through the Bible in a year, it's like, okay, skip that, skip that. Skip, skip that. Except for in chapter 4, in verse 9 and 10, all of a sudden, there's this, this, this character, this man. It's like the Holy Spirit says, listen, stop everything. Pause. I want you to check out this guy. And his name is Jabez. I'm just interested. Anybody in this room named Jabez? I, I, online. Anybody named Jabez? Drop, drop me a note, right? right? Now, let me ask you this. Does anybody have someone in their family named Jabez does anybody know anybody named Jabez it's not it's not a normal name that we're used to but God wants to take this kind of uh, abnormal name and he wants to use it as air under our wings to soar above that circumstance that right now has got you stuck and what I don't want have to happen have you stuffed on Thanksgiving Day. Are you ready? Got your Bible? First Chronicles chapter 4, check it out. Here's what it says. Jabez, there he is, was more honorable than his brothers. Kind of makes sense, right? There's all these lists of names, name after name after name after name after name after name, and boom! We see Jabez, and God wants us to know something. Notice what happens next. His mama had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. The Bible doesn't tell us, was it just birth you know birth pains labor pains maybe it was emotional pain maybe the the father of Jabez had left and now the idea of her raising a son on her own causes pain maybe her daddy didn't like Jabez's daddy and her dad was upset the bible doesn't tell us but the bible says that there was so much pain going on in Jabez's mom she names him Jabez, which means pain. He, his name. He's being labeled as pain. That circumstance, that situation that you're facing, it's painful. But it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to identify you. It doesn't have to label you. Now here, notice what happens next. Jabez cries out to the God of Israel. Verse 10. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And then the answer of the prayer, and God granted his request. And then in your Bible, it goes right back to a list of names, a list of names, a list of names, and a list, and a list, and a list of names. So here's my question for you this morning. When life gets tough, when your spouse says, I don't think I love you no more, when the economy, when your finances, when an election, when, when someone says, I'm taking you to court and I'm going to sue you. When, when your grown kids say, I want nothing to do with you. When circumstances, when that situation in front of you is bigger than you, who do you call on? Maybe better said, what do you call? A lot of times we, we reach for a bottle. Let me tell you, a bottle of whiskey, it'll numb you for a while but then it wears off. You reach for a bottle of, of pills, and pills will, will help you forget that pain. Maybe you reach towards, towards food, or maybe it's a hobby, or you just decide that you're gonna work overtime and work more. 
when you face that circumstance that's in front of you, who or what you call upon, it matters. It matters much. And Jabez was more honorable, not because he was the smartest in the room, not because he was the prettiest or the most handsome, not because he had the most money in the bank account. Out of everybody in that time, he was the guy that just believed God enough that, you know what, if I'll call upon the God of Israel, if I can connect with, with God of Israel, something, this circumstance that's in front of me, something will change. Notice Romans 10 on the screen. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. So you need to pause right now. God doesn't look at you and say, well, you know, because you're, you know, um, you're white or you're black or you're rich or you're poor, you're a man or you're a woman, uh, you've got this much in the account or that much in the account, you're an employer, you're an employee, you're a Republican, you're a Democrat. God doesn't play that game. God says in his word, there's no difference between Jew or Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Maybe the reason right now you're not rising above is you're calling on the wrong person. You're not calling out and reaching. I was traveling a few weeks ago. Lynn and I went up toward the northern Georgia, uh, North Carolina area, and we were kind of hanging out, going to different hotels and we had stayed in a Hampton Inn on one night and then had checked out, gone to a different part in North Carolina and checked into a Holiday Inn Express. And you know, they got these, these key cards, right? You, when you check in, they give you the key card and you go up to the hotel into your room and you wave it in front of the little magnetic and it opens up your, your hotel room, right? Well, we had all checked in and got all of our bags. We're kind of going up and I go to do the, you know, the key card and it doesn't work. And I'm like, I'm checking my, I, I didn't put it next to my phone, and I didn't, you know, and I'm a little frustrated. We've been driving. I was tired. I just wanted to go in and get a good night's sleep. You know what I'm talking about? And, and so I, I, I go back down to the desk. I had a little bit of an edge, all right? I, I, I was a little bit upset, right? And I'm just saying, listen, and I put the card down. I mean, I, I, mean, I put the card down that says the key card doesn't work. I need a new one. And she picks up the key card, and she looks at it. Here's what she says. Uh, Mr. Cummins, this is a Holiday Inn Express. This key is for a Hampton Inn. I was using, I was using the wrong card. It had no authority at the Holiday Inn Express. There's a lot of us, we're not rising above because we're using wrong card we, we think calling our friends and your friends are good and we think calling the pastor and calling the pastor is good or a priest or a rabbi or or, or 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 whatever all the things that we look upon but what jabez what what jabez understood that he could call upon the name of god and when we call upon god everything begins to change joel 2 and 32 and everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved jeremiah 33 and 3 call to me and I will answer you. I know you call some people. I got a friend and I call him and he doesn't pick up his phone. And, he, and his mailbox is full. And it says, I'm sorry, the mailbox is full. Who has a friend like that, right? Hey, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Or you leave a message or you text them and they don't ever call you back and you're kind of wondering what, yeah, I must not be that important to my, to my friend, right? Kind of a deal. Listen, that might be true on earth, but that's not true in heaven. 
The Bible says, call on me and I will answer you. Psalms 50, and call to me in the day of trouble. I, God, will deliver you. So last week, right, we gave you a plan. We, we said, you got to have a prompt. We put the little sticker on our phone or you put it on your, your car dash. You put it on your mirror. There's, there's a prompt, right? It's not good intentions. It's intentional living. It's you making that decision. We gave you a plan. If you didn't get that plan, you can text the word plan, P-L-A-N, to 63566. I want you to call upon the name of the Lord. I know this. You've got a circumstance right now in front of you that's bigger than you. It's insurmountable. And you can rise above, but we rise above when we choose, like Jabez, to call upon God. Here's the second thing he did. Watch this. He not only, not only called upon him, but then it says that he asked God. He, he took the time and he asked him. What did he ask him for? Three things. One, he said this, bless me, let your hand be with me, and keep me from harm. He wasn't afraid to say, God, I, I, I need you to bless me. Matthew 7 and 7, the Bible says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And those words, ask, seek, and knock, they're all in the Greek language in the continual tense. Our challenge is this. We ask once. We seek once. We knock once. And somehow we think that the magic should take place. What God is saying is you keep on. Something about Jabez is he kept on asking. He kept on seeking. He was not going to let the label, the name that his mom gave him, he was determined that he would continue to ask. James chapter 4 says, You do not have because you do not ask God. I mean, what's got a hold of your heart that unless God shows up, unless God becomes a source and solution, he understands this. So he asked God, would you bless me? Notice, notice Corinthians. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Not out of scarcity, but out of abundance. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now let's just pause. Are you living that? See, either God's word is true, or it's a lie. So God's word says this, and God is able to bless you abundantly. Do you believe that? So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So are you? Maybe the reason you're not, which is not asking. You're not going into God's presence. You're not going in and saying, God, okay, with my hands up, I, I, I trust you, God. With my hands open, I am free in Christ. With my hands forward, I understand it's not about me. It's about what's happening around the world. Just imagine what would happen if we spent as much time with God as we do in social media, as we do in cable news and all the other things that occupy our lives. You're making a decision each and every day. There's a circumstance that's in front of you. You look at it, it's insurmountable. You can try, you can work, but at some point you got to come to a conclusion. Who is able to get me on the other side? And Jabez was more honorable, honorable because he understood I can call upon God and I can ask God to bless me. But that blessing isn't just about me, right? It says that you will abound in every good work. That's what's happening on our campus today. God, God, has, God has blessed us, and I'm thankful for his blessing. But we also want to be a blessing. When Church of Hope started 12 years ago, 
12, 12 years ago this coming weekend, we said out loud, we want, to, we want to sense the heartbeat of our community and step in and keep that heart healthy. And so many of you were here earlier today, and many of you are going to stay late uh, after this gathering and help us as, as we feed, feed Ocala, as we lean into people's hearts. Unless you think there's not a need, because God's blessed you so much. They told me backstage that we had somebody come on campus last night at 11.45 p.m. I just heard this. I didn't even share this in the first gathering because I wasn't told. Somebody came on our campus last night because all the flyers said that we were going to have the Fido Cal at 11.45, and they didn't know if that was a.m. or p.m. And they stayed all night. I'm even telling you, there is a hurting, need, needy world around us. I know we've got challenges. I know you've got, you've got circumstances in your life. But what Jabez is beginning to understand is that, listen, the best way for me to see those challenges met is I'm going to call upon the God of Israel. I'm going to ask him to bless me, but not just bless me. I want him to bless me so that I can become the blessing to people that are around me. That's true at the angel tree. Some 200-plus boys and girls that kind of slipping through the cracks in our community. And you began last weekend taking out those angel trees. At the beginning of the first gathering, I think there was only around 20 of the angel, angel names left. I, I wrote you a letter this week called, talking about Jesus at the top and how we want to step out into our community. You, you know, we live in a fractured and divided world. This summer we watched and how, you, you know, the, the racial divide, it exploded. I, I'm not going to, at Church of Hope, we're not going to wait for the next um, blow up in our community. So we're partnering with Cut Different, our partnership with Jamie Gilmore, and we're going into our schools. We're just in one school now. The dream is every school in Marion County, we will have a plan called Cut Different. And we're going to shape, we're going to get in front of minority boys between the ages of 8 and 12, and we're going we're gonna to help shape the future for them to know one thing. They can rise above their circumstances. When somebody labels them, when someone discriminates against them, when someone's prejudiced against them, they don't have to lose hope. They can rise above that. But that's, all up, that's, that's why we exist. A lot of us are, are pro-life. We, 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 we believe that a baby that's conceived in a mother's womb is valuable to God. But you know, that doesn't stop. Pro-life doesn't stop once the baby's born. And we've got a great need in, in Ocala. We've got a lot of boys and a lot of girls. We've got a partnership already with Kids Central, and we've got a partnership with, with Love Ocala and with uh, the Royal Family Kids Camp. But we got a bunch of boys and girls who are in foster care. We got a lot of boys and girls who really, they, I mean, because of circumstances that they did not cause, they do not find themselves in a family unit. And we've got the opportunity in 21 to step into this space. It's all about what Jabez, Jabez understood that, listen, this circumstance, your circumstance that you've got right now, it's real. It's painful. His mama said, I'm, I birthed you in pain. But he understood the way to rise above that circumstance isn't to just sit and complain and whine about what he's going through. He asked God, God, you bless me so that I can soar above this circumstance. Ephesians 1 and 3, the Bible says, 
Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ. That's what we have. Psalms 146, blessed are those who help is the God of Jacob. That's what Jabez understood, that his help came from God. So he asked him to bless him, and then he said this. He, he said, God, let your hand be with me. I'm thankful for people in my life who give me a, a helping hand. Many of you are a helping hand. We're being a helping hand to the people in, in, in Ocala today. You have family members who come alongside, and they're a helping hand. Many people are thankful that during you know, the pandemic, the, the government has been a helping hand with the CARES Act and helping hand with the, the PPP, right? We, we, we have doctors and nurses, and they all, they all help us. Ezra chapter 7 and verse 28, it says this, Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. In other words, the prophet was saying, because the hand, everything changed because the hand of God was on me. You, 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 can, give, you can give your kids a hand up with a really good education. You, you, can, you can help your kids by going to the best schools. You can create a, a home where, where your kids can come and, and experience love. You, you, you can help somebody financially, emotionally. There's a lot of things we can do with our hands that can help people up, but nothing will ever compare to the almighty hand of God, his favor and his blessing being on our lives. So when we face Jabez, he's facing this circumstance that's bigger than him, and he understands the only way to get over it, the only way to rise above it, is to have the almighty hand of God on us. And here's the deal. We all know this to be true. It really does matter whose hand is, is helping us. When the almighty hand of God is for us, then the miracle is going to happen to us. But it depends, absolutely, but it depends on whose hand it's in. Good morning, y'all. Have you ever had somebody send you something that was just too good not to share, but maybe a little too much to type? Well, my dad sent me something the other day, and I thought it was awesome, so I was just going to share it with you. If you take this basketball right here, you put it in my hands, yeah, it's worth about 15 bucks. That's it. But you put that basketball in the hands of LeBron James, it's worth about 30 or 40 million. You take this football right here, you put it in my hands, it's worth about, I don't know, 10 $11 probably. You put it in the hands of Peyton Manning, it's worth about 50, 60 million dollars. Depends on whose hands it is. You take this golf club right here. You put it in my hands, ah, it might be worth 50 bucks, maybe. You put it in the hands of Tiger Woods, though, it's worth 80 million. You see, it depends on whose hands it is. If I have a stick in my hand, a rod in my hand, I might beat away an animal or a wild animal or something trying to come at me. But you put it in the hands of Moses and it part of the Red Sea. You put a slingshot in my hands. It just becomes a kid's toy. You put it in the hands of King David, and he slays the giant with it. See, it depends on whose hand it is in. And, you know, two fishes and five loaves of bread would feed me with some bread left over. You put it in the hands of Jesus, and it feeds thousands. Depends on whose hands that it's in. If I had a couple nails in my hand right now, I might would build you a birdhouse, if you're lucky. Might nail down a piece of wood. But you put them same nails in Jesus' hands, and it leads to salvation.
and eternal life for folks who love him and folks who trust him. You see, it depends on whose hands that it's in. And your worries and your cares and the things that's got you stressed out, if you leave them in your hands, that's all they're ever going to be. But if you put them same worries and cares and your problems in the hands of Christ, he's going to see you through it. He's going to take care of every need that we got. Y'all take care and have a blessed day. But just remember, it depends on whose hands that it's in. Give everything you've got to God and let him handle it for you. Absolutely, right? It just depends on, on whose hand. So that, that, that lawsuit that seems like you're going to lose everything, you, you put that lawsuit in the hands of God and you watch him show up. You take that marriage and you say, I, I'm not going to try to convince my spouse. I'm, not going to, I'm going to take my marriage and put it in the hands of God. You take an election and you put it in the hands of God. You take your grown kids who don't want to talk to you, you put them in the hands of God. When you and I choose like Jabez, that we will pray as long as it takes, A-L-A-T. We don't pray A-S-A-P prayers. We pray A-L-A-T prayer, as long as it takes. That's what gives you the strength to rise above. When you understand, Jabez said, I'm gonna put this need. My mama named me in pain. Hey, listen, pain might be the beginning of your story, but it doesn't have to be the end of your story. He went to the God of the universe and he said, I need you to bless me. I need for your hand to be upon me. And then he said, I need you to keep the pain from me. He literally was saying, I need you to keep me from me. His name was pain. In the Bible, it says, I need you to keep pain from me. I want to be free from pain. But he was saying, I need you to keep Jabez from Jabez. I need you to keep Jabez from Jabez. Here's the deal. The biggest problem I have in the world, the most frustration and agitation and irritation I have in the world, is not a politician. It's me. It's not my spouse. It's me. It's not my neighbor. It's me. It's not the person driving in front of me. It's me. When you begin to understand that I'm my own problem, when you and I become like Jabez and we go to God in prayer and we say, God, I need you, the God of the universe, to bless me. I need you to enlarge my territory. I need your hand to be upon me. I don't want my hand. I don't want to be the one who guides and directs my life. It's Christ not circumstances that directs your life. It's Christ, not circumstances that delivers you. It's Christ. He says Jabez was more honorable because he understood that pain doesn't have to be the end of our story if we're willing to go to the God of all history because you understand history is really his story. So the question this morning is, will you? That's, that's the biggest question. Maybe, maybe a more important question is, why aren't you? Maybe your name is in Chronicles like all the other names. Name after name, blah, 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 blah. Because you haven't paused like Jabez to realize, I need the God of the universe. This circumstance, my spouse can't fix it. An election can't fix it. My, my net worth can't fix it. My education can't fix it. I need the God of the universe. I need him to be in me. I need him to be with me. And I need him to be for me. And what I'd like to do is just pray with you. 
Because like that, like that turkey, what concerns me as a pastor is I think the Christian life, I'm not saying this is true with you, but I think the Christian life has become a lot like just being a turkey. Man, the turkeys, they just waddle on the ground and they consume and they consume and they consume. They become too fat to fly and they end up on your Thanksgiving table. Remember, you're gonna sit at your Thanksgiving table and you're all gonna say to each other when you look at that turkey, that turkey didn't rise above its circumstances. And I don't want us so fat that we rise above our circum- that we can't rise above our circumstances. We come on Sundays, and I'm glad that you come on Sundays. We tune in online. I'm glad that you're tuning in on live. But this is not the Christian life. This is a spark plug in an engine, and there's a whole lot of other moving pieces and parts that produce the power in that engine to take that car where it needs to go. Yes, this is important, but it's just a spark plug. How you live this afternoon who you call upon, who you trust. Is it the God of the universe? And I believe that God is setting us up in 2020 to trust him at a whole nother level, that we're realizing that our God, Jabez, understood that his God was for him, his God was with him, and his God is in him. But you've got to engage him. That's why we're setting you up to pray. I'm so thankful this week. I've had that little green dot. It's on my car. I've had it on my phone. I I have it on my journal. It prompts me. I am filled. You are filled with all kinds of good intentions. You have good intentions. You want to have a conversation with God. But then there's that other thing that you got to do. And you got to do this, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. That's why we gave you a plan. If you don't have that plan, text the word plan to 63566. I want to equip you. I know, listen, you will be more successful if you've got a workout plan the odds of you working out is going to increase if you've got a plan. A plan. And then you need a person. I'm thankful. Even early this morning, my prayer partner sent me a, a, a little note and said, hey, listen, it's time to pray. And I said, absolutely. Back and forth, holding each other accountable. So I'm gonna pray through, I'm gonna pray through the plan that I sent you. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to, I'm gonna mix in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. One of the best ways to pray is just to pray God's word. You just pray God's word. You read a little bit, and then you pray through it. You read a little bit, and you pray through it. So I'm going to pray this. You can join me. You can listen. But I'm going to use this outline, and, and, and I hope you're using it. The change that we want to see in the world, it happens when we choose to have a conversation with God. It's what set Jabez above. Let me pray. Hey, God, it's, uh, it's Mark, and uh, I want you to know that I love you, and I need you today more than I've ever needed you before. I have never been at November 22nd, 2020. This is fresh territory, and I'm not always sure what to do. But God, you are God, and I trust you. God, I know that beyond my preferences and beyond my prejudice and beyond my opinions and all my failures and hiccups and habits you are the true and living God and all the things in the world that I see that seem to be so unjust I trust that you're in control I I, I trust that you've got a plan and that plan is a really good plan I mean Jabez trusted you his mama named him pain but he believed that you were God and he believed that all things worked together for, through you. He trusted you and you favored him. You are God. 
There's none like you. And God, I live with my hands open. It's so easy in a world of insults. Jabez was insulted by his mom. Jabez was minimized and marginalized. Nobody really thought much of him. And it's easy to close our fists around those words that others have said in a marriage, at work. It's easy for us to get all incarcerated with the choices that we've made that have brought pain and consequences to our life. But Jesus, you're alive. Jesus, you came and you went through every temptation that I've ever gone through. And you went to the cross and you died. And you came alive again. I'm free. And I'm asking that you'd help me to live with these hands open. Help me to see that you have blessed abundantly, that I don't have to worry about tomorrow. No scarcity, just generosity. Then God, my hands are forward. Jabez asked for you to increase his territory. He didn't want just to get blessed for himself. He wanted those blessings to go beyond him, to go beyond his borders. And God, I'm asking that you'd open up our eyes to see the world that's around us. The families who are coming, God, thank you for the privilege. Come alongside of them. Remind us, God, that we are all in need. May we be used today as a source of blessing. May every car drive away and sense that you've answered their prayers. Sense that the God of the universe hasn't forgotten where they live. God, would you open up our eyes to see the need of adoption in our community. Boys and girls who are growing up in foster care, will you show us how we can better partner and lift up these boys and lift up these girls to rise above this circumstance? God, I ask that you give us favor in the school system, our partnership with Cut Different and Jamie Gilmore, and expanding our coast, expanding our territory, going in the lives of minority boys and helping them to see that you have fearfully and wonderfully created them. God, free us. May we begin to see that every man and every woman is created in your image. Like Jabez, we say out loud that we have no other source. You are our strength. And we will trust you. I love you. And I need you. And we pray everything in that matchless name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.